Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Say goodbye to diluted creams and serums that are often made up of 70% water and 15% preservatives, leaving minimal space for the ingredients your skin craves. The scientists behind fiber skincare have spent 15 years perfecting nanofibers, which are 500 times smaller than human hair. And just one year ago, they patented a way of wrapping these nanofibers around oil or liquid-based ingredients. The result was a formula that delivers five times more active ingredients compared to creams or serums with no need for fillers like water preservatives or emulsifiers. The first formulation made with this technology is a plant-based anti-wrinkle set of patches that you use over seven days, applying them just like your favorite serums. Your skin will feel tighter in 10 seconds, and over seven days, the program is clinically proven to reduce wrinkles by 19.4%. In fact, they have a tighter skin guarantee where if your skin isn't tighter in seven days, they will give you your money back, no questions asked. Go to fiberskincare.com and use code unfiltered for 15% off. Same with turn on triggers as we get into relationships and it stops being that roller coaster woohoo. I don't even have to do anything, just walk by you and I want you. We need to be more intentional about putting ourselves in a sexual space and our partner should know how to do that too. Oh my gosh, we did it. Just having a quick conversation about how to prep for anal, but uh, we will stop that conversation. Oh, amazing. (laughs) Please love, can you turn this fan off? Oh, but the wind in your hair just looks so good. It's like you're- If it's not bad for audio, I would love to keep it on. Uh, Yeah. Okay. Maybe just, yeah, leave it on then because I am so hot. Oh my gosh. You were, I was saying when I was pregnant with my last 
child, I didn't really feel like having the baby. Like I was too tired to have the baby. I was like, oh, maybe not tonight. Cause you know, every time you go to bed, you're like, maybe yes. tonight's night. <laughs> and I remember always being like, I don't, I don't really feel like doing that tonight. Like, you know, having a baby and then you have no choice anyways. Oh, I, I have to start saying that. Cause I want this baby out fucking last week. I'm so uh, over it. It's reverse psychology. I have to not want it to happen. And then it will happen. That's what happened to me. I was saying science. Yes, that is science. Okay, we're going to start because, you know, you could go into labor at any moment. Uh, We're so thankful, number one, to have you here. And we've been following you for... We've been following you for a while, um, like over, I feel like a year and a half and you have so much going on. Mm. And, um, we, we are the, we thought of experts and we were like you because womanhood and sex and motherhood are like a, what is it, cat? What's it like? Complicated, tricky, <laughs> difficult, dry sometimes real dry i'm gonna start with the bio so we know who we're talking to guys we are here with um shan budram and she is a certified sex educator dating coach and intimacy expert she's the host of the top podcast lovers and friends and best-selling author of the game of desire sorry every time i talk about sex stuff i have to change my voice a little and she's currently stars in peacock's new show x-rated with andy cohen she is an ambassador for aids healthcare foundation and a member of the american sexual health association she is about to have a baby you are a superhero for joining us for this podcast we're so excited to hear all of your insights and expertise because let's face it cat and i don't know shit about sex i mean we know how to do it but we don't know a lot about like how, how to give how to talk about it how how to make it better how to make it the best thing in our lives and we do have seven kids and we're tired a lot so welcome to the podcast <laughs> thank you <laughs> That was a great introduction. I'm really happy. I'm not happy to be here because I wish that I had given birth and I could have canceled, but I am happy to talk to the two of you and have our time together and talk about sex, which is always fun. Uh, I just want to know, how does one become uh, like a a sex expert educator? Do you go to school for that? Yeah. Well, I mean, I did, but you don't have to. I mean, it depends on what it is that you want to do. Obviously, if you want to do one-to-one work and diagnose and prescribe, there's a certain path. If you want to write curriculum... I'm a public-facing sex relationship educator. I've always wanted to be the Martha Stewart of sex and love. So technically, you just need to be very curious, very knowledgeable. Um, But for myself, I went to school for journalism. And when I graduated from that, I put out a book. And then I became a sex education counselor in Canada, moved to America, got an associate in sex ed, then got certified as a sexologist, and then got a BA in psychology. And I'm currently working on my master's. I still... I'm learning new stuff about sex all the time. Um, My job is to try to take boring information and make it fun and palatable for the average person because that's really what I needed growing up. And that's what I try to make my mission. How do I make sex education sexy? I love that. (laughs) Also, like, has your um, discourse, I'm just going to use a big word there, uh, changed since becoming a mother? Like, has your, like, have you looked differently into different areas since becoming a, mo- a mom? Because I feel like that sex isn't touched upon as, like, everyone feels like something's wrong with them. Yeah, I think it definitely has opened up. I mean, every, the great thing about what I do for a living is I get to bring myself to it. And I've always wanted to be that sex educator who was with people, not above people, because there's definitely, you know, there are experts, and I think especially clinical experts who are 
very impartial and you don't know much about them. And they're like atop this mountain of perfection, just doling out information bit by bit. I've always been like in the shits with people, like sharing, you know, when I got chlamydia, sharing when I've had bad sex, when I've had great sex, sharing questions about squirting. Did I just pee on my partner? And so absolutely for me, entering into the motherhood space has allowed a whole other range of conversations that I can offer a personal perspective on, which we all know how vulnerability works. When we give, we get back in return. So I've in return gotten so many incredible women share their experiences. And it's complicated, like you said. All the adjectives you use off the top is exactly how it is. It's nuanced, it's multifaceted, it's complicated, it's surprising. And that surprising goes both ways, positive and negative. Do do okay, this is this is a question I personally have. Do you Ooh, do you do you think hey. women take on like your partner could just be shit in bed not your partner but your (laughs) your partner could just be shit in bed and as a woman I it's not talked about and I feel like so many women are just like I don't orgasm like especially moms I don't like there's no like there's no pleasure in it and I'm like well how many of us are dealing with like what is that that disconnect of like if your partner is is it onto you I feel like so much of the onus is on women to make it it right and is that is that just the way is that called like conversation like we have to grow up and talk about it with our partners probably I just answered my question probably well kind of yes kind of no I mean I definitely think that one things are getting better when I first started in this space like 15 years ago the orgasm gap was three to one so for every three orgasms a person with a penis had person with a vulva had one and now it's two to one So it's getting better wherein women are starting to understand more what works for them or men are learning more what actually makes them orgasm, which surprisingly is not what they see in porn and movies. Um, So I think for that reason, things are definitely improving. But yes, there is a huge gap that still needs to be filled. And also taking away language like, oh, women's bodies are complicated. It's 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 really difficult or the clit is hard to find. It's really fucking not. Um, And it's really not that difficult. It's actually pretty simple and it's pretty uh, homogenous. It's pretty like from men to women, it's just maybe rearranged in different ways, but we don't have to think about it. And there's this overly complicated thing. We just have to be a lot more clear about what actually works for most people and utilize and like lay into those strategies. What I'm really talking about is most people with vulvas are not going to orgasm from penetration alone. And statistically, the stat that I love to use is a third of women can orgasm easily from just penetration And then two thirds probably will never orgasm for penetration alone, or they need um, clitoral plus. And I actually think there hasn't been a study on this, but people with penises can orgasm from their prostate or they can orgasm from their glands, from their penis head. And I would bet that it's pretty similar statistics that a third of men can orgasm from prostate stimulation alone and two thirds of them need penis attention. Um, And we get that. And we don't look at that as like, oh, well, less than. We're just like, no, this is your primary sexual organ. So I engage with that. So I think reframing the clitoris as the central focal point for people with vulvas, sexual pleasure definitely changes things in terms of the orgasm gap. And men coming to the conversation, I have a podcast episode I put out a couple of weeks ago that was basically like, pick up a fucking book, dudes. Mm. You know what I mean? read a go to a class pick up a book like yeah you have so much pride about being great in the bedroom one don't put the onus on your partners to educate you like well i ask her what she wants 
you can't ask for something that you haven't had before. So that's putting the onus of responsibility on women to know the language in which we don't get in school. Number two, it's like, if you want to be great at something, it's not embarrassing to actively pursue mastery in it aside from watching porn. And um, I think that that's a shift that has to happen. And as a sex educator who often puts myself in educational experiences, when I look around and see who's in the classes or who are in the Zoom calls, it's 95% women. I know the first, yet another thing that falls on our shoulders that we take responsibility for and try and fix. But like, okay, so let's just say you're, um, you're a mom and you're not looking forward um, to sex with your partner because it's just, it's boring with him or exhausted. Like, well, let's start with boring. boring. He's boring. Like, like, let's say they are boring. They are, let's say they are boring. Like it's just, you know, the same routine over and over. So there's nothing to look forward to. How does, how, I know it's, it shouldn't be our responsibility, but how do you bring up the conversation that like, I, I, I want to try again, the woman being responsible. I want to try, how do you say, Let's switch it up. I don't like, how do you, yeah, let's switch it up. Or I don't, I don't look forward to it. I don't look and forward I, to it. And the reason I think, Shan, we say this is because so many women that we've spoken to who are moms are almost shy and they've been mm-hmm. given a script that they're going to hurt uh, their, His their, feelings. their feelings when they talk about it or they don't know how to orgasm. So they put everything on him and it's this very complicated, murky uh conversation that a lot of them are asking us for advice and we're like, we are like not, oh my god uh, call uh, shan what do we know <laughs> well i think i could ask you for advice because everybody comes up with language or a method that works given what they know about their partner like communication is not about what you say it's what you want to accomplish so <coughs> sorry <coughs> i'm also sick which is oh, I heard I saw <coughs> that's just yeah end of pregnancy, give me everything. Um, So I think that to be said, it's knowing how your partner receives information is also Mm -hmm. like a really integral part of that. Do they receive best when you give lots of compliments? Are they a direct kind of person? Do you have to put it through the grapevine? Do you have to make it sexy? So you will know that. But some basic ways I think are using the past, present or future as tools. So past, like, oh my God, I was just like masturbating last night or laying in bed thinking about that time, you know, two years ago when we did this and you were so explorative, you were so this, I was so turned on thinking about it. So using something they'd done before and Uh recalling that to be like, remember when we tried this new thing and you brought in the new toy or you brought in this, like using that to say, hey, you, you know, you're great in bed. Just maybe you need to like revisit that version of yourself. Present, it could be like, it really... And this is like the power of my friend of mine actually was saying this, that she had a dude who was like, oh, my God, like, I love it when you play with my balls, when you give me head. And she was like, I've never done that before. But he was <laughs> using like power of suggestion, um, right? Amazing. Right? Oh, wow. Like something that's like, oh, you know, it'd be so hot or, you know, what I love that you do. Like there's the difference of yuck versus yum. So, you know, yucking someone is like, oh, my God, you kiss with way too much tongue and yum is like. When you tease me with your tongue, just like a little bit here and there, it turns me on so much. And I think future is a really great tool or things that haven't happened yet. I love, I've had a dream. So I had a dream last night that we da 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 da. And it's like, I woke up soaking wet or I watched this video and the entire time I just pictured you and me and then sending the video to your partner. So 
using things that you're excited to do with the person. So doing your best, and in all honesty, all of this is protection of ego, doing your best to make it fun, inviting and sexy. I always say with people when it comes to sex, we often make the mistake of separating having sex from talking about sex in terms of energy. We're like, we have sex one way and we talk about sex a completely different way where it's like, why not bring the two together? If when you have sex, you're flirty, you're excited, you're a little naughty, you're flirtatious, it's like, it's inviting. Why is it when we have, we talk about sex, we're like dry, clinical, negative, critical, and like get right to the point. So trying to like combine those energies, I think is really important. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you've been following us, you know we are last minute planners when it comes to summer, except for this year. We even have one of our kids going to overnight camp for a month, a whole month. We're super excited for them, but we are getting anxious about not seeing them for that long. How will they cope? Will they make friends? Will they be homesick? We all have our own unique set of stressors varying in size and significance, yet when we hold on to them, they can gradually take a toll on our well-being. Fortunately, therapy provides a safe space where you can get things off your chest and find effective strategies to work through whatever is weighing you down. Therapy offers a place to discover strategies for stress reduction and balance in your life, helping you face life's challenges with new strength. Like when your tween goes to overnight camp for a month and you're trying to put on a brave face. If you are thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's completely online, designed for convenience, flexibility, and tailored to fit your schedule. Simply complete a short questionnaire to be matched with a licensed therapist, knowing you can switch therapist anytime at no extra cost. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash cat and nat today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash cat and nat.
Oh my gosh. It's also interesting though. Again, it feels so much like women are the driving forces of changing the narrative because I know it's going to be all women. I don't know how many men are talking to their buddies about how they could be better in bed where a lot of females are at. Like, it's just such an, this is such a bigger conversation that never even hit me that it's got to kind of become equal. It's got to become an equal conversation where they have to listen to a podcast like yours. Even if you're driving in the car together somewhere, just you two put it on. Like, those are the things I think that have to open up these conversations that you're talking to, because in theory, it's so easy for us to start these conversations, but you kind of have to have a willing participant note, like someone who's open to the conversation and who isn't going to hijack it emotionally because they are hurt by it. You know, what I always describe it as too, like, you know, when you play a sport with a kid, you have to play at their level and then like encourage them a lot so that they want to play again. Unfortunately, when it comes to having conversations around sex and that are not like, put it in my face, daddy, Mm -hmm. or when you're having emotionally vulnerable conversations, you often, if you have a man partner, you have to treat it the same way. You have to go really slow, go at their pace and be like, (laughs) wow, like you're so good at this. Like they have to know that this is not a scary negative thing that's going to reject or try to knock down their manhood that these kinds of conversations lead to better sex and they lead to better connections and it might take them a while to get there. So you don't slam dunk on the five-year-old, even if you can, uh, because you have more practice. And unfortunately, yeah, I, I hate the fact that we have to use this language, but the real truth is a lot of men have reverse messaging when it comes to sex that if you have to research it, you're bad in bed. If you have to learn about it, you're bad in bed. If your penis doesn't magically give out orgasms to everyone it comes into contact with, you're bad in bed. Um, and if you you can ask the woman what she likes, but it's pretty much as far as it can go. And so yeah. in order to reverse that culture, it really has to start a little slowly. And it unfortunately, in many cases, has to start with the woman. I definitely do my part. Um, and I try to uh, make content that encourages men and just like makes it a no brainer. Like what in life do you want to be great at that you never take an active interest in learning? Like you either know or you don't. It's such a stupid notion. So Mm -hmm. I hope that culture shifts. But in the meantime, yes, unfortunately, a lot of women do have to take the lead within their own relationships. Okay. So when you're first in a relationship, like let's just say with your partner, because a lot of the people that are listening to this are, um, they're probably moms, they've been married, maybe they've been with the same person for a long time. The big, that whole idea of like the first like year of sex, everything just is so, it's just the thought of it is exciting. After years go by, let's say you've been together for like a decade, you've got some kids. Is it possible if you, you kind of feel that it's like dying and getting boring or you're exhausted or it's just not a priority to bring it back? Or when it's lost, it's lost forever. It's kind of a mix of both. One of my favorite things that I've read before was from one of my favorite love researchers, Dr. Helen Fisher. And she talked about passionate love, right? So passionate love is when you first get together with somebody that if that butterflies in your stomach, can't keep my hands off of you. I get a rush of adrenaline every time you walk by. I'm horny every time that I see you. If that maintained for a long period of time, it would actually shorten your lifespan because it's very stressful on your system. I call that Instagram love. I want, that's what Instagram (laughs) love feels like chronically when you see them like, like they can't keep their hands off of each other. Well, they're going to die soon. So (laughs) have fun while it lasts kids. I love it. It does. It's damaging. You have to shift into 
that more companionate love that is less about I've got to have you and more like I actively choose you. And that is the same thing I think when it comes to desire, it switches from like, I've got to have you to I actively choose to put ourselves in environments where I do get that feeling. So it's the difference between a roller coaster and a go-kart. So when I first get into a relationship with someone, I'm on a roller coaster. All I do is throw my hands up and enjoy the ride and wait for them to take my picture. And when you get into that companionate love phase, you know, when years have gone by and that natural feeling is, you know, going to wane off. That's the scientific truth. Um, when that feeling, you know, shifts into companionate love, that's when you have to be like, okay, well, we no longer can just rely on body chemistry. We now have to manufacture environments mm. or scenarios that make us feel anew again. And you may not have a new partner. It doesn't mean you can't have a new setting or new toys or new tricks or new ways of communicating with each other or role play, whatever it is that works for you and your partner. But yeah, you now have to work at it, which a lot of people don't want to do, right? They're but like, I, I just want it to be the way it was. And I also feel like you just gave women permission. And I, sorry to interrupt you, but it was like, you just gave women permission to be okay that it wasn't how it was because I think we all compared to how it was. So we feel like we're failing and we're like, there's something wrong with all of us, but you're saying, no, you'll die if you keep it like that. <laughs> so you have to shift it. And that's what's normal because no one in our world of normal conversation, that is not talked about that. Like, you know, um, this, I can't believe I'm saying this, but once I told our husbands to collectively her and I, that we chose them, we don't need them. And it's like they were offended by that statement that it was like, because we weren't like- They were offended gonna... because they didn't understand. Yeah, they didn't understand that that choice is so much stronger than a need and a codependency. And I'm like, but we choose you. Like we could leave you and be fine, but we choose you, which is so much stronger. And I think what you're saying is, which is just so important for women to hear is it's not how it was and it can't stay that way. And I feel like you feel like you're failing because of social media if it doesn't stay like that and you're not hashtag blessed every day. Oh, 100%. Yeah, it was the permission that I needed. And especially, I think, my marriage, we started off as a fuck buddies. And I always make the difference between fuck buddies and friends of benefits because we weren't even friends. Like, I didn't want to hang out with that dude. I was literally just so sexually attracted to him. And we could not be in the same room for like a minute. And then when we moved in together, we had sex every single day. That is not my truth now. So if I was so fixated on what brought us together as what kept us together, we would have never made it this far. So we had to redefine what made us hashtag Instagram goals. Okay. On that conversation, the difference between, I think, which is also convoluted intimacy and sex and I, you said you, you, you talk about intimacy, like what is intimacy versus sex? And can you have intimacy with in a healthy relationship without sex or do they go hand in hand? This is probably a connotation uh, answer because I think everybody's probably gonna have a different response. I know the okay. dictionary definition of intimacy is just close personal bonds. So I use intimacy as an umbrella term, like intimacy represents sex, love relationships and dating friendships. To me, it's just close personal bonds. But some people look at intimate as like a level of connection that you don't always have in sexual relationships. So to them, they can separate the two because they can have a sexual relationship but not an intimate relationship because there's nothing close and personal. But I'm like, whether or not, again, like my husband, like I did not want to get to know his mama. We were not close and personal, but he was eating my bodily fluids. That's fucking pretty close and personal to me. So 
that to be said, I think people might define it different ways. I look at intimacy as the umbrella term and everything underneath it. Some people look at them as separate. Okay. Okay. Is sex, um, is regular sex really important for a relationship to survive? Is sex important in a relationship? Is it important to you guys? I think it's okay to be honest. I think it's only important because it's important to hit them. The I men. feel like I don't even have time. I feel like I don't even have time to consider if it's important to me because all I'm thinking about is how important it is to him. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. What, what do you think that means? <laughs> I love this. Shan, I love you. What do you think that means, Natalie? I have no idea. It's just like, it's just always, I, I don't know. I don't know. I wonder if he like held off. If I'd be like, actually, like if he didn't pursue me, maybe I'd be like, oh, wow. I don't know. Because it's just, he, he always wants it. He's an animal, I think. That actually makes sense. It's kind of like if you're cooking, if you're the cook in the house and you have people always being like, I'm hungry, I'm hungry. I need this, I need that. You don't ever think about what you want because you're always just responding to their needs, making what they want, and then just eating that. Um, yes. And then you're anticipating like, when's the next time they're going to come and ask me for something. So that's an that's a, a fair response. I think sex matters as much as it matters to the people involved. Mm. Um, there is great scientific evidence as to why sex is healthy for not just an individual, but for a partnership. But so oh. is a lot of other things that people don't do in relationships, right? So you don't have to check all boxes. And if you find a partner where sex is a low priority to them, it's low priority to you, it's not important at all. I wonder how common that is, finding two people who it's not important to. Like, I can't, I've never heard of that, but I guess it exists, everything exists. Oh, 100%, especially now this like younger generation, there's so many more people identifying with asexual. I did a show called, let's talk about, no, it's called The Big Sex Talk. And the whole entire episode was about the various different ways that, people are aromantic or people who are just deprioritizing sex in their life. And so I, I think it's going to become increasingly more popular wow. and normalized for people to be like, I don't give a fuck about fucking. It's really not. I, my I can fuck my own self. I can right. fuck my own do, self. Do they fuck themselves or no? Some people do. Some people don't. Some people it's just like, I'm not interested. Like not everybody's a foodie. Some people are like, I eat cause I have to, mm. or some people they find alternatives. I, mean, I don't know that, but not everyone is going to find joy, passion, connection out of all the things. But yes, I think if you just spoke in general terms, physical intimacy, even just based on like pair bonding or um, body chemistry in general, it, it is something that does make an impact in relationships. Is there any way to get yourself more horny? <laughs> of course. Yeah. Like there's for people who are, uh, women who experience like low sex drive, that's frustrating Mm -hmm. medical condition. That's called HSDD. That's medically treated. There are herbal remedies like maca is one that a lot of people just utilize as like a pill just to boost. It's about testosterone in many cases. So, and then on top of that, there's things that you could do. I have a quiz on my website. It's called turn on triggers. And actually what you guys were speaking about just now about the cat and mouse thing is one of the turn on triggers I have. It's identifying kind of like, love languages, right? There's things that open up your heart to receiving, right? There's not to say that mm, we don't all like gifts, but if I really want to get to a space, right, Kat, where I'm feeling 
like I can get to you. I have to know what your specific love language is and speak that to you. Same with turn on triggers as we get into relationships and it stops being that roller coaster woohoo. I don't even have to do anything to just walk by you and I want you. We have to be more intentional about putting ourselves in a sexual space. And our partner should know how to do that too. So uh, knowing what your turn on trigger is, if my turn on trigger um, is direct language, my partner's is environmental. So he's really big on like, if the room is a mess or it smells funky, or if the, he's very big on like, if people can see if the windows are open, like he can't <laughs> get there with me. Yeah. And I'm the person where I'm like, we could be on a pile of steaming hot garbage in the <laughs> middle of a parade. If you looked at me and you were like, those tits are incredible. I want them in my mouth. I'm horny. So knowing the differences in people's turn on triggers can also help in those long-term relationships. But there's tons of tools and tricks people can utilize to get themselves freakier and friskier if that's what they want. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Shan, the quiz that you have on your website, um, when you take it, what is like, what will the results do for me? How do I use those results in my life? Hopefully, you communicate them to your partner. And uh, you're like, and they do their quiz too. And you're like, okay, now I know yours. Like, me. Knowing what my partner's is, is important because I'm like, oh, if I want to communicate to him that today's a sexy day for me or I want that, I have to set the room in a certain tone. And he'll walk into the space and know like, okay, this is what this is communicating. And it gives him an opportunity to get on my same page before like getting on him physically. And I think similarly, if your partner knew like cat and mouse is one of the turn on triggers, sometimes it's like, I need to want you give me some time. <laughs> like, I it can't just be if you're constantly pawing at me. That's just I need the space to look over at you and be like, damn, I wish that I wish that he would like want me right. You know, when you first meet somebody at like a coffee shop and they're super sexy, and then you're like, oh, if that person just came over and spoke to me right now, or like I wish that guy would just like just that desire of the unknown, like that's what turns people on. If they don't get an opportunity to do that because the person's just always making themselves available, that just kills any opportunity for them to even get horny. 
Oh my God. Okay, Shan. Can you call Mark and tell him that? Yeah, it feels like like a lot of people have to be like self-aware too. Like you have to be self-evolved to be self-reflective in order to understand that someone in your life needs something more than what you're offering. You know what I mean? Like that's just one, I think a lot of women need to know that, but you can work on yourself because maybe you'll get a new partner and you'll need to know how to (laughs) self-evolve. But um. Amen. I went too quickly. I want to ask you guys love languages. I think this is like love languages to me is a gift because it's so universal and simple and people get it. Yes. But I went to a conference once of all these very woke women, you know, they were all like, it's like a wellness conference and people were like, okay, what's your name? Where are you from? What's your love language? And so many people were like, my name is I'm from Colorado. My love language is and the love language I like to give is I was like, no, that's not how love languages works. Yeah. You don't get to have a preference for how you uh, want to love uh, other people, uh, right? Yeah. Yes. That's so you have, yeah, you have to learn about other people's. You can't just say what you're going to give. If you're, let's just say you're a like, woman. I love to cook for you, but I don't like to eat. Yeah. Eat my food. <laughs> exactly. You're a woman and you are like not very confident in yourself, but you really want to try, like you want to buy lingerie, but you feel like an idiot because you aren't sure. Like, I just feel like a lot of women are like, I don't know how to step out of my comfort zone. I feel like I want to do it, but I'm scared. I'm nervous. Like, even though this person has seen every orifice of you, like, is there like, what can we, what can they do these people to be like, it's a lot of our questions is how do I, what do I do? I mean, I suggested, um, I just, I'm just like, fuck his face. Like jump on his face and fuck it. And I was I'm like, he would suffocate. You know? And she was like, might be like, that's a lot from like this to that. So like what's the in between? That was Kat's advice for one of our followers. So she was like, oh, okay. We can make- I'm like, just jump on it. Smaller. So I was like, is there a way to bridge the gap of like being a little bit naughty when you're not that confident in yourself and, yeah. and feeling shy and embarrassed because you've been taught your whole life sex is bad. I think that you just gave the perfect advice in that. Isn't there a couple more steps in between? I think <laughs> it's important to note that confidence is not a re- a choice. It's a result. So you don't just pick it. I don't just wake up one day like I'm a confident cook, like, mm, but I don't know how to cook. So let's just start yeah. there. Um, so it's the steps in between that get you to that space. So identifying that you're not confident is actually a place of empowerment because now you can create actionable steps. I prefer that person, the one who's the fake it till you make it, where it's like, oh, everything is great. Everything is fine. And I feel like this. I love my body. But they actually, they don't. And they don't know how to put that act- the action behind it. Um, so I would say try to think of five steps in between fuck his face and start there. I think you start mm-hmm. just a step outside of your comfort zone. So, for example, with lingerie, if I wanted to introduce that into the bedroom, I'd probably buy it for myself, put it on, take hot photos, send it to my girlfriends who I know who are going to pump me up, make me feel really good and hot about it. And I'm like, okay, cool. And then maybe I'll take it, you know, several photos from different angles. Maybe I play around with it alone for a bit. And then one day I might text like just a corner of my butt cheek to my partner and see how they respond. And then from there, just ramp it up. Maybe you send them a sexy video and then maybe one day they come home and you're in it. So you can think of five things you can do from, I only have sex coming out of my dirty robe because we're just so tired at the end of the day to, I want to start introducing laundry and it doesn't feel forced or like a cheesy movie. I think that making these steps smaller also gives your partner an opportunity to, to learn how 
they should respond too because it might be new for them as well. Oh my gosh, I feel like that's just such good advice for the from the lingerie. Just like do it, wear it by yourself for a little bit. It's sort of like when you've never worn it, you haven't worn a bathing suit in public in so long, and then like and then you think it's going to be such a big deal. But then when you get comfortable in it, it's no big deal at all. Probably also with some sex toys. Like if you, instead of introducing it with your partner, try it by yourself first, so you're comfortable with it, and you're, you're, the shock value is already gone, and now you're ready to introduce it when you have a little bit more confidence. That makes so much sense. Yeah. And I'm always a big fan too of like in every other area in life, you don't practice in high stakes environments. You practice in low stakes environments. So you get the confidence, you get the language or the, the skill down, and then you bring that into the areas that matter most to you. So even when it comes to talking about sex and like, if talking about sex with your romantic partner feels so overwhelming, are you talking about it with your friends? Are you listening to podcasts where you're learning the language? Like what low stakes things can you start doing so that it becomes less overwhelming to even think about doing that. Totally. And that's how you gain confidence. I mean, that there's just so much that we have. You just taught so much and I know you have so much, you have podcasts and Instagram and people, I think it's also small bites, right? Like even following someone uh, with your expertise helps like take away such a big deal. Yeah. And not be like so naughty and like, oh my God, I just said, sex. You know what I mean? And I think if you are able to do things like that, I think it really, you're right. It's baby steps till you get to the big steps because you can't get to the big steps without the baby steps. So I feel like you, you know what I want to point out too? Oh, thank yes. you. this is a quick just thing, just because it's interesting. I, the episode I did a couple of weeks ago, it was called Men's Ego, the biggest cock blocker in the bedroom. Mm. And I had a male sex expert on there who coaches men to be better in bed. And he has like 200 followers. And then I was like, well, why is that? He's like, because men would never follow. They would never, they might come and men will never refer. He's like, this is a this is a no referral business because they're so ashamed to admit. So I think it's really cool that women get to do that. Like, yes, like lean into that. You can follow 20 different freaks, some only fans, some like me, some cat and net, like all different types and ranges and engage in their content you can take a couple of classes. You can listen to podcasts, like lean into the fact that this is an area that we don't have to be embarrassed about not knowing it all in. And that really is a gift and a gateway to better sex all around. Oh my gosh. And, and I, I just think about off the top of my head of like how many women are so honest about like all of this stuff. And we talk about it and we're okay to not be the best at it. Like not a lot of women are going around like, I'm the best in bed. I can give the meanest blowjob. Like they're just like, oh, how do you get better at a blowjob? Like what, what, you know, like girl, women can be so good about that. Men, no. But I guess we have to be the ones again to help educate them that it's okay. You should research and practice things you want to be better at. Yes. Yeah. We definitely need more men following other men, sex experts, 100% and normalizing that culture. But I love the advice that you just gave. Like it doesn't have to be an overnight success story. You can do it in small bites. I think that's probably the more sustainable one too, because this isn't like I said to you guys, I have been in this space since 2005 and I'm still learning stuff mm -hmm. and I'm still blown away by how much I don't know or new things in my body is do, are just doing that it wasn't doing before. So don't look at this like a, a crash course. Look at it like, no, I can learn a little bit every week or every month. I have a long life and sex is going to be with me for a long time. So let me like straddle in for the long haul. 
I love that. You have been unbelievable, especially sick, especially nine months pregnant. <laughs> like 10, what do they say now? 10 months pregnant. Yeah. It's not even nine anymore. Uh, we just appreciate you taking the time so much. And for everyone who's listening, we will link the website and her Instagram everywhere you can find her. Yeah. So you don't have to. Look. And you're, you're, um, where would you like, where do you think people, if they're listening and they're, they want to like go somewhere right now, where do you think they should, where's the best place for them to find you? Um, website, Instagram, what would be the best place for them to go to you? I'm going to say podcast just because that's yeah. a library that you can scroll through to find a topic that resonates the most with you. Whereas in Instagram, it's a little bit, it's more work for you. I only have mm-hmm. 40 episodes. So, Lovers and Friends, the podcast is probably a good introduction space. Like, okay, this is what I care about learning about today versus I don't, you don't have to care about me personally. Your sex life is way more interesting than me. I guarantee no matter who's listening. Um, so that would be my place to suggest. I love that. You, I just, I wish we could talk all day. Where are you from in Canada? Toronto. That's where we are. But she left us. Yeah, she she left. Where, Where are you now? I'm in Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah I so better. would have come back for this weekend too because it's Caravana Car- weekend. Caravana. Oh my gosh! Like I was just on everybody's page, just scrolling and like reminiscing oh. and missing. I haven't been back to Toronto in an embarrassingly long time because of the pandemic, and I've been pregnant back to back. But yeah. I'm I miss it so much. So I am jealous oh. of you. Love it. That's amazing. Well, we appreciate you uh, so much. And next time we're in LA and you're um, like, you're, we'll, we'll have to oh gosh, find yes. you and ask go- you so many more questions. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time and like for the patience and all of that. I was like oh. so tempted to be like, listen, I'm not going to be pretty or sound yeah. great today. Let's reschedule. But this yeah. is the gift we have as women. We get to be real and authentic and-, and we get to meet each other where we're at. And it's joyful and I feel so energized having spoken to you and I feel and that's you. our podcast by the way in our audience we come at it with kids with children with life with dogs in, in with a car in a cemetery, cemetery. So we could we do it where we can so and they're all accepting of that so we appreciate that and then I was and, gonna say good luck on the birth but I don't think those are the right words no. like I hope it's not terrible <laughs> There you go. That's exactly how I feel. May there be no stitches, minor stitches and and a a quick shit after birth. Thank you. That is the sweetest thing anyone has said to me, I promise you. Bye. 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 Bye.